Well, hello, everyone. My name is Norton Herbst, and this is another supplemental podcast. It's part of a series we're doing here at New Denver called Deeply Satisfied, and I'll call it Part 2B. So this is a follow-up to Part 2. So uh, if you have not listened to this, any messages in the series yet, if somehow you got this link or just started with this one, uh, then you need to hit pause or stop right now and actually go back and and um, try to listen to parts one and one B if possible, but definitely listen to part two uh, because it was at the end of part two, that was the last message. Um, we're talking about um, satisfaction in life and we're talking about our digital devices and how these things uh, often work against one another. And um, at the end of part two, I challenged everyone listening to the message, everyone in our community of faith, to do what is called a digital declutter for 31 days. And um, I I explained what that meant and, and why we're doing that, but the key idea is that we have a lot of digital clutter in our lives. We have apps and we have subscriptions and we have things that we do on our devices that has cluttered up our lives in ways that we often don't even realize. And like all clutter, a lot of it is trash or junk or is not helpful anymore, but we've been doing it for so long, we don't even see it anymore. Do you know those people? Have you ever been over to someone's house like that? And and you see a lot of clutter and they don't see it anymore because they've just had it for so long. And so The goal of a digital declutter is to take a month, an entire month, right, 30 or 31 days, and uh, step back from a whole lot of the clutter, take a break from a lot of the digital clutter in our lives, Um, not because all of it is bad, Uh, some of it might be good and some of it we might bring back into our lives, but we need to step back to create some space to better ask and answer questions about what good use of technology looks like in our lives. What are the good things that could be beneficial and helpful? But in order to really figure that out, we need to do a declutter. So um, Cal Newport, in his book, Digital Minimalism, which I've recommended several times now, and I'll, I'll keep mentioning it, I just think it's a really helpful and practical uh, book and um, he really puts forward a, a way of thinking about technology that I think is really really helpful. And so he suggests this digital decluttering uh, process, and he outlines three steps to it. So I'll, I'll review them real quickly. Uh, step one is to just put aside a 31 day period in your life. So for us right now in our community of faith, I suggested the month of October. We're going to be starting the month of October here in just a few days. Um, so take an entire month. And by the way, it doesn't have to be exactly a calendar month. It doesn't have to be exactly 31 days. You know, it could be 28 days or 30 days. It, you could start it in the middle of the month. Um, it, it definitely needs to be roughly four weeks. Uh, taking a break from something for just one or two weeks usually isn't enough to create the space you need. Uh, so the easiest thing is to take you know just a calendar month. So I suggested the month of October for us. Um, but you take this 31-day period where you take a break from all optional technologies in your life. Step two is during this break, you explore and rediscover activities that you find satisfying and meaningful. 
And then step three, at the end of the break, you reintroduce optional technologies into your life, starting from a blank slate. For each technology you reintroduce, determine what value it serves in your life and how specifically you will use it so as to maximize this value. So step three is about what happens after the 31 days. So we'll talk about that in the future. Today, I just want to help you with steps one and two. I want to help you prepare for this well. I um, have done this in my own life. I did this a couple of months ago. Uh, I followed a lot of the recommendations that Cal Newport gave. I kind of came up with my own list of how I would do this, and I learned some things myself. And so I just want to share with you some of the things I've learned, a lot of suggestions Newport offers. Um, but if anything, what, what, the first thing I learned was you just have to prepare for this well. <laughs> you have to come up with some clear rules for how you're going to do this for 31 days, what technology is optional, what you're going to take a break from, how you're going to take a break from those things. Um, in fact, the reason that sometimes people will give this a try and they'll uh, give up after a week or or maybe they fail is because they don't go into it uh, prepared well. They don't go into it with some very clear rules or boundaries about how they're going to navigate this 31 days. So let's walk through this. And um, I, again, a lot of these suggestions are from Newport. I won't quote him every single time I I make a suggestion. So if you really want to get uh, the nitty gritty, um, I encourage you to buy his book called Digital Minimalism. Um, and that could be the most helpful for you. Uh, so first, if you're going to take a 31 day break from digital technology, right, we need to define what digital technology is. So the easiest way to define it is just to say digital technology includes anything in your life that is digital in nature and is connected to a screen. So this isn't taking a break from all technology, right? You can still use your microwave oven. <laughs> you, you can still use uh, your toaster or, um, or, or other kinds of technologies. Um, but the new kinds of media technologies that we have adopted and embraced in the last 10 to 15 years, that's primarily what we're talking about. So it's primarily going to be anything related to your phone, your smartphone, uh, tablet, um, your computers or laptops. Uh, now, there's a category here that, that could be borderline. Um, some might say, what about video games or TV? And video games and TV are not new, right? Video games have been around for a long time. TVs have been around for even longer but because of the nature of how video games can influence our lives, I mean, some of us don't play video games at all, but for others, we get hooked in really quickly and we can spend hours, right, every day or every week. Uh, the same with TV, especially now that TV has become more digital and streaming technology with all kinds of apps and sort of on-demand movies and on-demand TV shows, um, because of the way that both of these things work in our lives, video games and TV and streaming TVs, I would suggest including those in this digital decluttering period, okay? And uh, we'll talk more specifically about that. Um, another borderline case would be music. Um, does music play a role? Uh, again, music has been 
a part of our lives for a long time, but because of the nature of digital music now, because most of us have Spotify or Apple or some kind of streaming service, and because we have earbuds that that or, or AirPods where we, we tune everything else out because we're listening to music or we're listening to podcasts, um, I think it's possible that some of us probably should include music and particularly podcasts into this digital decluttering. Um, because particularly podcasts have now become a new form of tech that we engage a lot and they require our focus and they distract our attention. Um, If you're trying to have a conversation with somebody who's listening to a podcast in their AirPods, uh, you're not going to be able to have a conversation with them, right? They're either going to tune you out or they're going to tune the podcast out. Um, now, if you're just somebody who turns on some music in the background every now and then, then it probably doesn't apply to you. But if you're constantly listening to music, if it's become a source of of sort of capturing your attention and you're scrolling through lists and you're trying to find the perfect song and when you hear a song you don't like, you're immediately pulling out your phone so you can skip to the next song or you're constantly putting on a podcast so that you can be engaging that while you're trying to do other things, then I think it would be good to include that as a digital form of technology that you need to consider taking a break from from 31 days, all right? So digital tech are all of those things. Um, Second, uh, the goal is to take a break from all optional technology. So the big question is, what is optional? Uh, Cal Newport gives a definition. He says, Quote, consider it optional unless its temporary removal would harm or significantly disrupt the daily operation of your life. So consider it optional unless removing it from your life would significantly harm or disrupt the daily operation of your life. So a good example would be email. Um, Some of us, most of us probably have a work email address and we need it for work, right? It's not really optional. I need to check my email uh, daily or at least every couple of days, right? Because I get important emails through work and I need to do my work. And so that would be something that you can't give up entirely. It would not be good to give up all email for 31 days because that would significantly harm your ability to do your job. Um. Perhaps you want to give up texting, using your phone for texting, but you have kids and every time you pick up your kids, this is the way you communicate whether your kids are ready and where they need to be picked up and all those kind of things. Well, that's that's not really optional anymore. You really need that to communicate with your kids. Uh, Maybe your spouse travels a lot and they're going to be traveling a lot over the next several weeks and the way you communicate with your spouse when they're traveling, maybe they're out of the country, maybe the best way or the only way to communicate with them easily is through FaceTime or, or, or Skype or something like that. Well, giving that up would significantly harm or disrupt your life. And so there are some technologies that we use that would significantly harm or disrupt our life, they would be considered essential in nature. So we're not talking about giving those up. That said, most of what we use our screens for now, aside from work, right? 
perhaps you do work on a computer. But aside from that, most of what we use our smartphones and our tablets and our computers for now is mostly optional. So giving up some of those optional things might be inconvenient, and it will be for 31 days, but it's not critical in your life. So you could probably almost certainly give up Siri uh, for 31 days. You know, for most of us, Siri is not critical. For most of us, using Siri or Alexa is something we never even did up until a year or a few years ago, right? So giving it up is not that critical. For many of us, giving up Facebook for 31 days, there's nothing critical or urgent or, or essential in our lives that's on Facebook. Listening to podcasts, we mostly do that for entertainment. Watching Netflix right? I mean, let's be honest. I enjoy watching shows on Netflix, but it is entertainment. There is nothing about it that is essential or that would significantly disrupt or harm my life. Checking news websites, reading that blog by that one interesting writer that you think is interesting. I mean, that might not even be harmful to you doing that. That might not even be a technology that you need to consider giving up permanently, But if you gave it up for 31 days, it certainly would not harm or disrupt your life. So it's it's important to not confuse convenient with critical. There are a lot of technologies we use that make our lives convenient, right? Using Yelp to look up reviews for what restaurants I'm going to go to. That's really convenient. I could give that up for 31 days and it wouldn't disrupt my life. I would just have to call my friends and actually talk to them and ask them what restaurant I should go out to tonight. Do they, you know? So give up all convenient digital technology for 31 days. Uh, That's an easy way to think through what is optional and what is not. And um, one, one kind of idea is that probably 70 to 90% of the screen tech that you use could be given up entirely for 31 days, right? You could take this app and this app and this app and this app, and it's all optional. It's all just for convenience, and you could give it up entirely for 31 days. Now, I said 70 to 90%. That means maybe 10 to 30%, right, are forms of technology that you could give up most uses of. In fact, in other words, the way you use this thing is mostly optional, but there are a few ways that you use this thing that are not optional. There are a few critical ways you need this specific technology. And in that case, you would come up with a rule or what Newport calls an operating procedure for exactly when and how you will use it. So let, let me give you a bunch of examples. Let's go back to email. Let's say I have a personal email address. And most of what I get on my personal email address is extra. It's optional. It's not that necessary to my life. But I do get emails about when my credit card bill is due. Or I do get potentially important emails. So I can't give up email for 31 days straight. 
because it's possible that someone is communicating something important to me that I need to know, but I also don't need to be checking email every five minutes. So in this case, I might come up with a rule or an operating procedure where I say, during this 31 days, I am only going to check my email once a day. There's nothing that I need to check every five or 10 minutes, right? Checking it once a day is sufficient and I'm only gonna check it or twice a day, right? You, you figure out the number for you. I'm only gonna check it once a day and I'm only gonna check it on my computer. So I'm gonna take the Gmail app or my, my email app off of my phone so that I'm not tempted to even check it on my phone and once a day or twice a day at 8 p.m. every night, I'm gonna log on to my computer, look at my email for 10 minutes, see if there's anything that was really important that I need to respond to and that's it. So that would be something where you're eliminating a lot of the optional and extra and non-necessary use of something, but you're making an exception for the critical use. Uh, Facebook, maybe most of what you do on Facebook is extra and optional. It's just keeping in touch with friends that live out of town. But there's one nonprofit organization that you volunteer for. And the way they communicate is through Facebook. That's where they post their volunteer opportunities and that's where you communicate with them. And that's an important part of your life. So maybe you decide for Facebook, I'm going to give up Facebook on my phone and I'm going to give up my daily use of Facebook. But once a week on Sunday night at 8 p.m., I'm going to check Facebook for 15 minutes because I want to be able to get the information about this nonprofit that I volunteer for or I'm a part of these other reading groups and that's where they communicate. And so once a week, I'm going to check it. So you, again, you're setting up a very clear rule or operating procedure to say, I'm giving this mostly up except for this one way. And here's exactly when and how I'm going to engage this technology. So um, there's lots of examples that Newport gives of, of people setting up rules that will help them. So uh, one person uh, said that they do lots of streaming TV, Netflix, and all those kind of things. And they decided to give it all up except for whenever they're going to be watching TV with other people up to two hours a week, right? That seemed to be very beneficial and helpful in their life. It created community. It was something they could do with their friends. And so that was one way they said, I'm going to give up streaming apps on my TV except for up to two hours a week if I'm doing it with friends, not by myself, right? Or someone else might decide, I'm going to give up text messaging, except for urgent critical information. So whenever someone's trying to have a conversation with me on text, I'm just going to say, hey, I gave up texting for this month. Uh, let me give you a call. And you give them a call. Or I'll see you. Know, we'll talk about this tomorrow when I see you. You know, So only urgent critical information when someone needs to be picked up or I forgot this or whatever. I'm going to do that over text but I'm not going to have conversations over text. Or um, for me, I gave up YouTube for a month, but every now and then I need to fix something around our house. Or at the time I was fixing something on our car. And the one thing that YouTube is super helpful is there's all kinds of how-to videos about how to fix something. So I said, I'm gonna give up YouTube for a month unless I need a critical how-to video to fix something in our house. 
Then I can log onto YouTube, I can search for that video, I can find it for 10 minutes, I can watch it, it will help me fix this thing. And that is the one case or scenario when and how I can use this technology. Uh, one more example, uh, maybe you give up podcasts, right? Because you just spend a lot of time searching for podcasts, listening to podcasts, having them going in the background, and maybe you decide, I'm going to give up all podcasts except when I am working out at the gym, right? So for the one hour, you know, three times a week when I'm working out at the gym, I'm doing nothing else, I'm going to listen to a podcast then, but in the rest of my life, I'm not going to give up, uh, or I'm going to give up podcasts, right? Now, you have to be careful, <laughs> You can't have 30 of these exceptions or operating procedures because that would start to make your decluttering process cluttered and complex. So you don't want to overdo it here. Um, if there's something that you can take a break from completely for 31 days, then take a break from it for 31 days. And most of us can do that for a lot of the things we spend our time on our phones with. But if you have three or four or five things where you can't take a 100% break from it because 5% of the time you use it for critical and crucial needs, then just set up a rule, clarify the exact when and how you will use it. Basically, what you're doing is you're setting up a fence. You're saying this one small way is really helpful and critical, and so I need to keep doing that during the month of October, but I'm going to put a fence around this one small way, and I'm not going to let it grow into all of the other ways that I end up often using it, all right? So here's what I would suggest. I would suggest taking some time this week. So if you're going to start this on Sunday, October the 1st, or if you're listening to this podcast at another time and you set up your time where you're going to start this 30 or 31-day decluttering Sit down a day or a few days before your day one and take 30 to 60 minutes, right? Half an hour or an hour to actually think through and write out these rules. I'm taking a break from this, 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 and this. And then here's the three or four or five or however many exceptions or procedures or fences that I need to set up on this, this, and this, right? And make it really clear, what are the things that I'm going to give up 100%? What are the things that I will severely limit? And how exactly am I going to limit them? For the things that you're giving up 100%, I strongly encourage just deleting the app from your phone or deleting it from your tablet. Just remove it completely from your phone. You can always put the app back on your phone if you need to after it. But it's way easier if you just delete the app from your phone. If you decide I'm not going to check email or Facebook or Instagram on my phone, I'm going to give those things up for 31 days, then take them off your phone. If you decide I'm going to no Xbox, right, or no PlayStation for 31 days, I'm just going to take a break, then unplug it and put it in a closet somewhere. Don't leave it sitting out where there's the temptation and where it's just staring at you and it makes it really, really difficult. For the things where you have operating procedures or specific rules, make them clear and then stick with them and write all of this down, like write it with an actual pen and paper or type it all on your computer and then print it out. 
print out a sheet of paper and then post it on your refrigerator or post it somewhere where you can see it. If you write it down and then print out and have these rules in front of you, it'll set you up way better for success. And if you have a family, if you live with other people, um, you can try to do this process with them. You might have very different lists than they have. Uh, don't judge other people's lists. Don't try to encourage, you know, just, just be generous and gracious to one another, but share your list, share your rules with your family so that everyone knows what they are doing. All right. Now, there's one more big thing. Um, you need to prepare for what you are about to experience. <laughs> because when you do a digital declutter like this, like so many other things in life, you will almost certainly experience withdrawal symptoms. You will find yourself reaching for your phone and looking for that app or scrolling through and looking for those things that you used to do and you won't be able to do them anymore, right? And that's because your mind has been trained for years and years and years that whenever I have a moment where I'm waiting in line or I have nothing else to do, I pull out my phone and I check my texts or I check Snapchat or I check social media or I check ESPN or whatever it is that you go to or I go to TikTok to watch some funny video. And because you have done that, over and, and that's a physical act. You're literally physically pulling that thing out and swiping. And because you have done that habit over and over and over and over, it has become a habit. It has become a compulsion. It has become second nature. You and I do that now and we do not even realize that we do it. And so you're going to keep doing that. Even when you said, I'm not going to pull out my phone and check TikTok or whatever it is. Like if you decide you're not going to do that, then someday when you start this, you will find yourself pulling out your phone and immediately looking for the TikTok app to open until your mind and your habits are untrained and rewired, which might take a while, right? I can't tell you how many times when I was doing this digital declutter, I would pull out my phone and look for something only to realize there was nothing there to look for. I had deleted the apps. And it was almost depressing and discouraging. Like, wow, I didn't realize how often I was pulling out my phone to do this. All right. So prepare for those withdrawal symptoms. Um, prepare that you will forget at times uh, you will um, pull out your computer and, and go to TikTok or go to YouTube or go to Facebook, or go, even though you said you weren't. And, and you might even do it for a few minutes before you realize, ah, oh, I wasn't, I was giving this up. And if, if you do that, it's okay. Give yourself grace. Be patient with yourself. Just close the computer. Say, ah, oh, I gave in and no big deal. Don't give up, right? Don't throw in the towel if you fail a few times, it's okay. Keep moving forward and stay committed to what you've committed yourself to doing. So just be ready. These compulsive habits are not going to go away and you will feel them a lot for the first few days. The second thing you're going to feel is boredom. 
Because the truth is, we have gotten so used to filling up every single extra moment of our time with doing something, typically on our digital devices, right? Now, we might fill it up with doing other things, but for a lot of us, it's doing something on our digital devices. The minute we feel a lack of stimulation, which is basically just called boredom, right? We don't know how to be bored anymore. We pull out our phones in order to re-stimulate ourselves. If I have to stand in line with nothing to do, it feels like something is wrong. It feels like this is a waste of my time, right? Now, prepare for that feeling of wanting to stimulate yourself with something that you just decided for 31 days you're going to try to take a break from. Now, you will not only feel bored, you will potentially get very bored because you will suddenly gain minutes. And for a lot of us, it's not going to be minutes. It will potentially be hours, maybe many hours back into your day every day. I mean, some of us potentially spend hours on just a handful of apps, which if you take them away, you might get back hours in your day. And if you don't fill that time up, then you will actually be bored. You will actually feel like this is the worst 31 days I could, because I am so bored and I have nothing to do. And this is actually the best part of the whole experiment. And it's the second step. Step two, during this break, explore and rediscover activities that you find satisfying and meaningful. So you can begin preparing for that now. And, and Cal Newport shares tons of stories of all of the people. He actually had uh, thousands of people going through this digital decluttering for 30 or 31 days. And all these people were writing back to him, sharing all the things they were able to do that they hadn't been able to do in their lives during this 31 days because they had created so much space and so much time. So reading, right? You might read more books during the next 31 days than you've ever read in a month before. Now, maybe you hate reading and that doesn't sound exciting to you, but a lot of people I talk to say there's things they wish they could read, but they just don't have time. Guess what? You're going to have a lot of time during the month of October. Spending time with people, right? You will have the opportunity to hang out with people more than you've ever had before. When you uh, have that longing to text someone and you decide, I'm not going to text long conversations with people, or you have that longing to check in and see what's going on in someone's life, but you've decided you're not going to do Twitter or you're not going to do Facebook or you're not going to do social media for a month. When you have that longing, you know what you can do? Call them on the phone, (laughs) which I know sounds weird. We don't typically talk on the phone anymore, but shoot them a text and say, hey, I want to hear what's going on in your life. Do you have 30 minutes? Can I call you real quick? Right? And call them. Or, hey, I want to go. I'm doing this digital detox or decluttering. I I would love to stay connected. Let's grab dinner this week. Let's grab lunch. Let's grab coffee. Spend more face-to-face time with other people. You will have the opportunity and capacity to do that. So take advantage of that. Uh, Spend time outside. 
We're about to enter what I think is the best month of the entire year, right? Summer is gone. It's not hot anymore, but it's not winter yet. It's cool. The weather is amazing. The leaves are changing colors. It is like the best time of the year. So that when suddenly you're sitting at home and you would normally pull out your phone and spend an hour scrolling through stuff and you can't do that, put on your shoes and walk around the block. Call a friend and say, hey, let's go to Wash Park or let's go somewhere and just walk around together. Go hiking. Do you know how many people I talk to? And I feel this too, right? Who live in Denver, they live in Colorado and they want to do more hiking, They say, I want to enjoy the outdoors. I just don't have time. This is your opportunity. You will suddenly have plenty of time to do that. Uh, Pursue that hobby. We all have hobbies that you're interested in, but you just don't have time for. Or maybe it's something you started a long time ago, but you gave up. You just stopped doing it because life got too busy, right? (laughs) You learned how to to cross-stitch or to crochet or to to needlepoint, or, or, or you got into a, a painting or, or, or creating something, or you used to fix things around the house, but you don't have time to fix things around the house anymore. Or you've been wanting to wash and wax your car because you want to make your car look nice and you just don't have time to do it. Well, now you have time. Like Maybe you used to do photography, but you don't do it anymore because you just don't have. Now you have time to do that. Pursue those hobbies that you've maybe always been interested in, or you've maybe always been intrigued to be interested in. I've always wanted to journal. I've always wanted to do this. I've always wanted to do that. I just haven't had the time or bandwidth to be able to do it. This is the time for you to try that. Now, don't overdo it, right? You don't want to come up with a list of like, here's the 50 things that I'm going to do over the next month because I'm going to have so much time in my life. And then you've just burnt yourself out, right? So don't, don't, Don't overdo it, but realize there are a lot of things in your life that would be and will be more deeply satisfying than the time that you've been spending on your phone or on your computer or on your TV or on your Xbox. And you are making space to pursue those things that are more satisfying. Now we're going to spend a ton of time in the second half of the series talking about the deep satisfaction that we experience in so many of those other things, but that's what this digital declutter will help us begin to experience and see. You can begin to rediscover those things right now. All right? So that's it. A lot of ways and tips for you to plan and prepare for this. I hope, I hope, I hope, and I pray that you will give this a try. Let me ask this. What do you have to lose? If there is something inside of you that when you heard this idea, do a digital declutter for 31 days and you thought, I don't think there's any way I can do that or that would be really hard or, you know, what do you have to lose? Take some time this week. Think about it. Pray about it. God, would you give me the strength? Would you give me the patience? Would you open up my eyes and my heart and my life to maybe some things I've been missing, some things that you want me to rediscover, that I can find the kind of satisfaction you made me to find. Take some time this week 
to think about how you're going to do this, come up with a list, write it out, prepare for it. And then starting Sunday, we can all jump in and do it together.